the Bible Study Podcast, episode 719. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of 2 Corinthians with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 4. Paul talks about present weakness and resurrection life. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if the gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, and gives us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Okay, so what is Paul trying to say here? Or what is Paul saying and can we understand it? So he's saying, since through God's mercy we have all this ministry. So he's saying God gave us this ministry that we have and we don't lose heart. We are are encouraged to continue this work. We've renounced shameful and sinful, secret and shameful ways. So we, we basically, as God is remaking our hearts, we are learning to do the things that brings joy to God and not do those things that we shouldn't. Okay, that's not that hard to say. And we don't use deception. So he's saying that what we're trying to do is we're trying to set forth truth plainly. And this is something that concerns me with the church these days because I believe that the gospel is true. And I believe that truth is important. But I'm concerned that sometimes I see the people in the church approaching other things that are not true and getting caught up in rumors and speculations and conspiracies and all of these things that are not true. And I believe that is to the detriment of the church and of the ministry of God, because we want to be known as people who value truth. And to the extent that we are not, we've damaged the strength of the gospel. Because if we are false in one thing, how can we be true in something else? And so my concern for the church of God is that as it gets caught up in other things, other related issues, it needs to stay true to truth. It needs to value truth. And if it doesn't, we will get the reputation of people who shouldn't be believed. So Paul is saying the opposite. Paul is saying that what we do is we present the truth plainly. And we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. We basically are trying to give people the truth in as simple a way as possible. We're not trying to use fancy words, although Paul uses a lot of words. We're really just trying to tell them the truth. So that even if they're veiled, even the gospel is veiled, even it's hard for them to understand, that they might see the light of the gospel that displays in the glory of Christ. So they might understand what it is to be a Christian, might understand what Christ did for them. Because we don't preach ourselves. It's not about us. It's about Jesus and what he did, right? 
For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts. So God, who created things and created things starting with light, might also give us light and light of knowledge in this case um, through Christ. Okay, And then he continues on in this well-known and wonderful uh, section here. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may always be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Okay, the part of this that I like is that first part, we hold these treasures in jars of clay. And what he's saying is we are earthly, flawed, normal people. We have this all-surpassing power from God, but we are living our life every day as normal, everyday, unassuming, unspecial people so that we can proclaim the glory of God, that it's not about us, it's about God. And I think of the story that I was told by a speaker at a retreat years ago, back when I was in college. And this speaker went to the Caribbean and got two uh, conch shells and brought them home again. And one of the shells on the did not make the trip home. It was broken into many, many pieces. And when he got home, he glued it back together. And he said, I had these two conch shells. I love to show off the one that was broken. Because I would show the people the conch shell, isn't this beauty? And people would say, yes, it's wonderful. And then he would say, I would turn it over. And you could see the glue that was pouring out and the pieces that were still missing. He's saying in the same way, that when we are in these jars of clay, when we are these people who are not special, but we can show what God has done in us, that what God has been able to do with this mess, then that shows off the all-surpassing power that is from God and not from us, right? It's not about us. It's not that I am special. It's that God can work even through me, okay? And so he's saying we go through tough times, hard-pressed on every side, not crushed, perplexed, not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down and not destroyed. That We go through these hard times. We carry around this body of death, that we go through difficult things for the sake of those who may hear, right? So that death at work in us, but life at work in you. We go through these things so that you may know of Christ and that you may have life. And we don't present ourselves as special, but we present what God has been able to do in us. The way Martin Luther put that is one beggar telling another beggar where he found food, right? Not that I am so special, but let me point you to who helped me. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. 
Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So I think about this, we do not lose heart. Um, and I have an odd story to tell you. So I spent yesterday in the emergency room. And that is not how I choose to spend my day. Um, I had some stress going through from parental care issues. My parents are getting up in age. They're in their mid-90s now and need more care. And they're running out of money and all those sorts of things that I won't burden you with. But it's causing some stress. And, you know, I manifest my stress as stress in the muscles between my shoulder blades. And when it gets really bad, it actually causes a tightness in my chest. And when you go into the emergency room or you call the call nurse and you say you have tightness in your chest, you're going to be there a while. You know, so I went through a a CT scan and an ultrasound and a chest X-ray and lab work and finally a, a stress test on the treadmill and my heart is fine. But you spend this day sort of realizing that, you know, you're all mortal and it could have been a heart problem, right? And as I'm driving to the hospital, I'm realizing that, you know, I'm 60 years old and I've had a good life. And if this is all I get, it's it's been pretty good. And I think of these jars of clay. I mean, that I felt very much like that in the sense that this is a mortal aging body (laughs) and it only has so much life in it and this do not we do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away but inwardly we are being renewed day by day saying that you know life can be stressful life can get us down life can be difficult this has been a difficult year for so many with such great loss but inwardly there's something else going on inwardly. God is working in us inwardly. God is changing us and making us more like him. And then he talks about this for our light and momentary troubles. Now, this is the same person who has talked about, you know, feeling like we're being crushed, persecuted, abandoned, uh, perplexed, all of these sort of things. And yet when he puts it in perspective, you know, even a day in the emergency room, for instance, he says, is a light and momentary trouble. Even if they'd found hard problems, even if I had, you know, two days to live, in the long-term perspective of our time with God, that would be a light and momentary trouble. Achieving for us eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So he's saying, when you put in that in perspective of this time that we have coming forward, of our time with God, that eternal time with God, Even our terrible days are light and momentary troubles. And the reason for that, the trick for that, I think, is that last section he has here. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. So that we, our perspective is changed to focus on God and to focus on what it means to be growing closer to God. And our focus isn't on 
you know, the trips to emergency room, the bad news that we get about our parents, the bad news about the people that we've lost, the difficulty of the jobs that we've lost, the, the economy going bad, you know, all of those things we can focus on, but we focus on God and what God is doing in us, through us, and with us. And it turns those terrible things into light and momentary troubles in comparison to that time that we will spend with God. And I encourage us this week to focus on God, focus on that which is unseen, to get our perspective aligned so that we're thinking like God thinks, even as we're going through difficulties, even as we are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.